Welcome to the L Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Kafko. This podcast is about L's, letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are and what we want out of life, leveling up to live it to the fullest, and most importantly, loving ourselves in the process. So let's figure out this thing called life together. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Happy Thursday. So today I have a guest that you've already met. Um, I have my husband, Jamie, on for today. Hi, everyone. And so there's a couple of different reasons I think we need to talk about this topic. Um, We were walking Burberry, our dog, and I don't remember how it came up, but this concept of organic foods of, you know, right now everyone's still trying to hold on to new year's resolutions and you know new year new me and eating healthier and i think personally i think it's we've been shammed (laughs) this whole concept of eating only organic foods um it's first of all it's not accessible for everyone right not everyone can afford organic food because if you go to the organic section at a grocery store it's at least one or two dollars more than what the rest of the produce is and that adds up very quickly and so i thought it would be a really good thing to kind of talk about um, with our backgrounds and more so jamie with his background in pesticide education of talking about this whole organic food and whether or not we should be buying organic and so i think first of all we should talk about like when we think of organic what has it been portrayed as like now so so just since liz did mention that that i do pesticide education i feel like i need the quick cover my butt statement of like i'm I'm sharing my own opinions and and trying to stick to the facts more than the opinions um and this does not like represent my employer or anything like that um but overall like organic produce is generally portrayed as being like more natural and more wholesome and just overall healthier and better for us um but but like let let's transition into what it actually is so that the u.s department of agriculture has an organic agriculture certification program and if a farmer wants to be organic, they just have to, you know, set up their farm to comply with all of the standards that are in this program and like basically apply for it, which mm-hmm. is a little bit of an investment in time and effort and, and dollars and get their farm inspected on a regular basis. And if the inspector determines that they're meeting the standards then uh, then they're organic and they can label their food as USDA certified organic. Um, and if you see something that's labeled as organic, but not USDA certified organic, then like that that's just somebody just trying to raise their price and they're not follow the standards. So ignore all of that. Like <laughs> if it's not USDA certified organic, it's not organic. Um, yeah. And, and the, the standards that they go off of basically cover like soil management techniques because you, they need to manage soil to maintain nutrients and organic matter and prevent erosion and all that stuff. 
and just like where do they get their seeds from and like where do the crops come from originally Hmm. and how do they manage insect pests weeds and diseases so so those are the the elements that the standards are looking at okay and so when i've only ever heard of like organic that just means that they didn't use any pesticides or insecticides on their crops and that's why it's considered organic is that true that that is not true um so organic in general means that they're not using synthetic fertilizers or synthetic pesticides so and synthetic just means that they're made in a lab so the fertilizers that they are allowed to use are things like compost or poop My yeah, favorite. poop, but you know, they, they still have to work within within some restrictions so that they don't have like harmful bacteria getting yeah. onto food. But yeah, like manure and compost are the, the primary fertilizers that they would use. Mm-hmm. And there are actually a lot of non-synthetic insecticides and herbicides and fungicides that they use. So things that might be made from minerals that can be mined or poisons that are produced by plants or bacteria that can be sort of harvested ra- rather than manufactured. Okay. Can we take a, take a moment to stop and explain what you mean by poisons? Because that can sound really scary. Yeah. Um, so really, when when I say poison, I just mean some substance that is used to to manage something that you don't want, you know, on a farm or, yeah. or in your home. Um, but what, like, and, what are plant poisons? So, so what are plant poisons? I mean, there's so many different plant poisons uh, because, you know, plants, they can't get up and run away from things that want to eat them like animals do. So they produce poisons to defend themselves. So yeah. like, and, and a lot of these poisons are things that are, are very dose dependent. So, for example, mint oil, we use it as a flavoring for all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. And in small doses, it's totally harmless to us. And, it, you know, it's a fun flavor. Yeah. If you were to eat nothing but mint, then that would actually be bad for you. And yeah. if you put yourself in the shoes of something like a caterpillar that can't get up and walk <laughs> from one plant to another very easily then that's actually a really good defense. But the plants don't need to go like super bonkers crazy with the concentrations of these things that they produce um, because like to, man- to to avoid insect attack because most insects don't move that much. Yeah. Okay. So synthetic, made in a lab, but not all, how did I say this earlier? We should have just recorded ourselves earlier. Right. <laughs> so every so synthetic means it's man-made, but not everything that's man-made is synthetic. Sort of. Um, so like so, some of these natural fertilizers mm-hmm. or insecticides, like I, I'll, I'll pick on one insecticide, BT toxin. This is an insecticide that's actually a toxin produced by certain bacteria that naturally occur in the Mm. soil. And when, after humans discovered that this toxin is a very effective insecticide, we started producing these bacteria basically in big fermentation vats and harvesting the toxin and applying it as an insecticide. 
Now, it's not considered synthetic because we don't have chemists like doing chemical reactions to make it. It's still the bacteria making it. But we're making the bacteria make it in these fermentation yeah. vat setups and we're mass producing this stuff and we're still applying it as an insecticide to manage insect pests that would be attacking these crops and reducing yeah. yields and, and damaging the vegetables we want to eat. And so for anyone who doesn't know, insecticide is essentially a solution, a chemical that's used to control insects that are pests. Exactly. And, um, and a pest is just something that's causing problems, really. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes husbands, you know. <laughs> um, okay. So why would, I guess it's important to also talk about like why, why, why are not all farms organic then? So why, yeah, why don't all farms go organic? It largely comes down to that standards, cost right? and risk and, and the standards. So it in general, organic farms have higher costs per acre and lower yields per acre um, and, and higher risks of pest outbreaks that, that they lose mm -hmm. control of because they're more limited on what tools they can use. There, there's nothing an organic grower can do to manage pests that a conventional grower could not do. Yeah. But the, the reverse is not true. There are a lot of things that conventional growers can do to manage pests and diseases that organic growers cannot do because they involve using synthetic chemicals. Yeah. Um, so, so the organic growers have to, have to kind of budget into their whole system that they're probably going to have lower yields per acre, higher losses per acre, and... Mm -hmm even if they're not applying like as expensive materials to their fields, there's a lot more like actual work involved. Yeah. So, so the labor goes way, way up, especially if they're really doing the organic right. Yeah. So they're confined to these standards that they have to abide by in order to have that label on their produce that says USDA certified organic. Yes. And that sounds expensive. And it sounds tedious. And so it, it's understandable that not every farmer, not every producer would have this label or take that organic route. Um, that's why it could be really easy to just slap a, a sticker on that says organic, not USDA certified organic, but still be able to increase their costs or increase their prices right. because of that. And like the reason I wanted to talk about this is because there's not the best communication between science and the general public. And this is something that I think every scientist tries to battle, um, obviously not, to, not that successfully, but there's a lot of fear behind the word chemical, right? And so we talked about this whole, well, synthetic and natural, um, but even, do we want to touch GMO? No, let's stay okay. away from that'll be a That'll be a different episode. Um, but genetically modified, organisms, right? That's yeah. GMO. That is another big like buzzword that people, oh, that's a bad thing. Just because things have these labels as GMO or chemical, it sounds very scientific. It sounds scary, but that's not the case. Like water is a chemical, oxygen is a chemical. Like there's a lot of natural chemicals that occur, but because it has that word chemical in it, like it's a scare tactic that a lot of marketers use. Like, stop putting chemicals on your body. Use our all natural 
you know, this natural thing that is a chemical that's made by nature, like it's still a chemical. Um, and I see so many people like fall prey to buy more products, to pay more money for the same produce of the same quality, right? Like a head of lettuce of organic is still the same, going to give you the same nutrients as a head of lettuce that's not labeled organic. Yes. And, and it is also worth mentioning that, you know, what, whether they're using the organic non-synthetic fertilizers and pesticides or the, the conventional synthetic stuff, it's all heavily regulated. So, yeah. you, you know, might there be pesticide residues on your food? Absolutely. If you have the right testing equipment that you can measure these minuscule <laughs> traces yeah, that, you don't have that, that in your that in your are completely closet. biologically irrelevant. Like they have yeah. no effect on your body because they're such tiny amounts. Then absolutely, you'll be detecting that stuff, and yeah. and and again, like this is regulated, so so they're testing for this stuff on food all the time, and they're finding it all the time, and they've set uh, they've set tolerance levels of mm. how much is allowed to be on yeah. food by the time it hits market. And the vast majority of crops stay way below those tolerances. Like they're not even getting close to it because if a, if a farm if exceeds the tolerance, like they'll just, there's a good chance that they'll just get completely shut down. Like that is no longer a farm mm. anymore because putting something tainted or contaminated into the food stream can cause can harm yeah. so many people. So the security on this is actually really tight. And mm -hmm. and admittedly they can't test every single head of lettuce or yeah, every single right. radish, but they do test it. They test what they can and you know they kind of make an example out of anyone who mm -hmm. violates mm -hmm. and and people are afraid of that so yeah. typically the the residues that they find are way way low and and even if you see the websites that are like the dirty dozen fruit that has the most pesticide mm -hmm. residues on yeah, it or something that. like that like okay these might be the things that have the highest residues but those residues are still way below what science has shown us is likely to cause harm in a human body with regular yeah. consumption. It's like our, the interest rate in our savings account. It's like 0. 0.0001%. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, it's not, not really going to impact your health. We have immune systems that work that, you know, will deal with anything that we accidentally ingest. And so I just really, I really hate how much like shaming there is around like, oh, you don't need organic. You're, you don't, you don't care about your health. And it's like, no, I actually do care about my health. It's just that I can't afford to buy everything organic. I don't care about buying organic and it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. At, at least to me. So I do want to say like, yes, not everyone can afford organic and that is totally okay. As long as you're washing your produce, you'll be absolutely fine. Um, and like we mentioned, there's these standards for being able to put that label on your food, on your produce of this is USDA certified because we took all these steps to make sure that we can get that label. Don't just buy anything that has organic, non-GMO on the front because that's also just a way for them, like I said, to increase their prices. Um, and it's not necessarily true. 
but not everything needs to be organic. Like we were talking about this. How did people, well, to step back, when did we start using these like organic non-GMO labels on our food? I, I don't remember exactly when we started using the organic it's a newer label, thing. but it, it's relatively new. I, th I think it was somewhere around the 80s or 90s. Okay. Um, I mean, the USDA created it. So it was sometime after the USDA was created. Mm. So, you know, we had most of human history that organic yeah. food was not a thing. And somehow we've made it this far with eating regular food that didn't have the label organic on it. Um, but of course, to each their own. I know for some people, buying organic gives them peace of mind. And I feel like that in itself is priceless. If buying organic food makes you feel like you're safer because there's less things in it, then by all means, do whatever makes you feel better. Like, I also don't want to reverse shame either. Like, oh, you eat organic, you idiot. No. <laughs> Like whatever makes you feel better, what if you can afford to buy organic, then by all means, do whatever you can. But I also know that not everybody can. Yeah. And and there is some value to the whole organic mindset. I mean, especially mm. the, the managing soil health. Like if you just look at the history of American agriculture, we haven't done a great job of managing soil health. And that's why soil health is a big focus of organic production what, what is soil health um i mean i'm not a soil scientist so i i can't yeah, go yeah. into the super details of it but basically just managing the soil on a farm so that it it maintains a good balance of nutrients mm, that can okay. continue producing healthy yields of crops yeah that's why they like rotate their crops because to maintain that nutrient in the soil right? yes so, I mean, the, the crop rotations have a number of purposes. They, yeah, yeah. they help maintain the nutrients so you don't have one crop that's sucking the same set of nutrients out of the soil over yeah. and over and over again. You, you switch it up with other stuff that's kind of feeding on nutrients in different ratios to, to avoid mm -hmm. exhausting it. But that also, you know, breaks up the life cycle of different diseases and different yeah. pests and, and stuff like that. So, so crop rotation actually has a handful of benefits, not just soil health. But, but the point is, you know, organic isn't bad. Yeah. It's just, it just tends to be less productive on a per acre basis. And at the rate that the human population is growing, it's just not realistic to expect everybody to be eating organic. Yeah. Like there, there's only so much farmable land out there and, and we can't, all be going for a production system that has less yield per acre when there's a finite number of acres and a growing population. Yeah. Um, so, so really my take home would be if you can afford organic and that's what you want, all the power to you. That's totally fine. If you can't afford organic, but you still want to eat vegetables, don't feel bad about yeah. eating non-organic fruits and veggies because that's way healthier than just not eating fresh produce yeah and so we're not nutrition scientists we're not plant pathologists i will acknowledge that what i do want you to take away from listening to this episode is to just start having these conversations right start looking doing your own research and if you do do your own research don't just like accept any google thing or food blogger like 
anything that any website that ends with .edu or .org, those are reliable sources. Those are people that have the credentials, that have done the work, that know what they're talking about, and not just someone in their mom's basement, you know? Yeah. And, and in some cases, you can go straight to the source. Like, if you want to know mm -hmm. what the USDA organic standards are, punch into Google USDA organic mm -hmm. standards, and it it's only like two or three clicks, and you are reading the actual legislation, like the yeah. law that says exactly what it is. Yeah, that sounds boring. But if you want to do that, go for it. Um, it it's at... I actually read it right before recording this, yeah, yeah. and it's not insane legalese. It's okay, not okay. super hard to read. Um, and it's also not that long. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, Behave. Yeah, so you can you can learn things on your own. Don't just pay more money for something that has a, a shiny sticker on the front. Um, don't be afraid of words like chemical or synthetic or, you know, GMO. Like I said, that'll be a whole different episode. But I hope that this episode kind of brings some light to the issue. Um, if it's something that you've always kind of wondered about, what organic even means, why all of a sudden we have a whole separate section in the grocery store now, this is why. And so if you have questions, feel free to message me uh, Jamie and I will try to answer them for you or at least send you the resources to help with it. Um, but just keep eating your fruits and veggies, you guys. Like, our health is way too important. If buying organic is good for your mental health, do that too because mental health is just as important as our physical health. And so, Jamie, thanks for hopping on. We Thanks for having me. We have a lot of weird conversations, random conversations whenever we go for walks. Um, and so, lucky you get to hear about it. So. We'll see uh, what we have next time. Yep. But thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week. If this episode was helpful, please share it with your mom, your friend, your neighbor, everyone. Help me spread this word as far as possible because we can all use a friend that gets us and that's there for us. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next episode.